This is Film Slob. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. It's great to be back after two very long weeks. I feel like I might be out of practice. How are you doing, Patrick Kelly? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastically. Uh, and today we have a guest, as we announced. It's Mrs. Filmstop herself, Roxana Menendez, my new wife. Roxana, introduce yourself. Or Roxy. Yeah, Roxy, for sure. <laughs> but when you wrote Mrs. Filmslob, I was like, dang, I would totally change my last name for that. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Slob, Roxy Slob. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I'm super excited to make my film slob debut. Um, yeah. yeah. So besides b- being a wife, what is it that you do? Tell her. <laughs> besides? <laughs> for five days. <laughs> uh, well. Besides your new job. <laughs> uh, well, I've been in early childhood education for almost 14 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently a preschool director at a local or private Long Beach preschool, which I love. Um, <laughs> Children's Lit is my jam. Even though I never really read as a child, <laughs> I think the only thing I really was obsessed with was like Leonardo DiCaprio's biography, which was like, what was he going to say? Barely at the what? basketball diary. Age 20. <laughs> no. After that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just his, it was like his, di- his biography, right? Oh, yeah. that wasn't his biography. <laughs> it was, which is like, why are they even putting that? It's in like the scholastic book order. But anyways, yeah. So I didn't really read, but I was all about movies and tv growing up but yeah children's literature maybe because they're short i don't know and there's like really there's really colorful pictures and i think you're like very straight into the point yeah very organized mind and i think everything about a children's book is like gearing toward the message at the end yeah where everything is like building on each other i think when we watch movies i notice that that's what you're looking out for like you're really into like plot and character true and like it has to have that strong plot and the characters built around this plot and you're like really good at dissecting character. I think I was like really impressed that when we started watching movies together, like when we were first dating and like hanging out at your apartment and the way you dissected characters in movies, <laughs> I was like, damn, like that's really fucking good. Wow. <laughs> it's coming from that literary angle, you know? Perhaps. Yeah. yeah children's Perhaps. literary angle. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down to write a book. But one it's day. like the most distilled form of literature. Right? Yeah. It, yeah, it for gets, sure. It has to get the point across. In like yeah. Lean, like the leanest way possible. Yeah. It's like a, having a diamond in literature. It's, a, yeah. it's just like this really compact form. You have to get it down in few words as possible, and you have to make it so that a kid can understand it, which is, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do. Like, there's this quote, I think it's from Cat's Cradle, Kurt Wannick, it says, like, if you can't explain your idea so that an eight-year-old can understand it, then you're a charlatan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, how about and four-year-olds? It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, I, think it, I think that might be Cat's Cradle, too, where it's yeah. like, because if it, if it doesn't sink in at that point, it might be too late, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, that, that's either, like, Cat's Cradle or Einstein. That was, uh, that thing about being too late was from uh, No Country, about like how you had to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> nope, it wasn't either one of those. It was No it was Country Carmack. It was Carmack McCarthy. <laughs> Man, I thought he would come up later. In, not in the first five so speaking of the show, today we're talking about 2002's My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. Um, I'm going to do a little context. I know you have a ton of notes and stuff like that, but I want to talk about the year 2002. Um, we talk about 9-11 a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. I, I just think that so much like happened. So much is like spawned off of that. But 2002 is like right after really hard year. 
I'm sure for a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like people needed a reason to laugh. They had to airbrush the uh, World Trade Center out of my big fat Greek wedding. Is that true? No. Oh, it's <laughs> <a> Chicago. <laughs> if you look really hard. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but I just remember being like. They can afford that? It's an independent film. <laughs> I just remember being like this like sobberness. Like, you know what I mean? It was like devastating. There's like certain songs you get to play on the radio. People were looking for a reason to laugh. Well, I mean, you know, that's connected to this movie in that sort of way. But in 2002, there's a few things that happened. Um, just random things to refresh your memory, get you in that 2002 vibe. No child act. No Child Left Behind Act is signed into law by George Bush. Star Wars Episode Two is released. Mm. One of the one of the worst ones. A groan from the audience. <laughs> Callie Clarkson wins the first American Idol. Oh. And the first Spider-Man <laughs> is released. Pivotal moment. The first Spider-Man is released into theaters, and I remember this. I remember that, that one, specifically. That uh, one they had to airbrush the World Trade Center. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so specifically, I remember Spider-Man, and this is a true story, but we were standing in line. It was like a long-ass line um, to get into the theater. And we went to go get food and we left my dad at the theater. <laughs> and we got back and the cops were at the theater, like talking to my dad. And we're like, what happened? <laughs> it turns out a random guy just like pulled a gun on my dad's face. My dad was wearing oh, wow. a fucking turtleneck. <laughs> 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 but so that is like so clearly built into my mind. That the, was two thousand two. Uh, non threatening article of clothing ever. Yeah, Turtle no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most threatening dude in the world at the time. <laughs> was it with like a chain and a fanny pack, like a rock? <laughs> no fanny oh, pack, like the but rock a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was a chain involved. But yeah, wild times. So I can Spider Man. People went crazy over that. Um, why did you want to talk about this movie, Roxy? Uh, well, we were talking about why I would come onto the show and it being themed for the wedding and picking a movie that features a wedding or is about the wedding. Yeah. And there were many contenders because I realized oh, I love all these wedding movies. And so there was the wedding singer, which is like, you know, eighties soundtrack heaven. Yeah. And my best friend's wedding, which in my family, we are like huge Julia Roberts fans. I don't know how or when that happened, but we are. I think I've seen, which is the other contender, which is Steel Magnolias, uh -huh. which is probably one of my most watched movies. Mm -hmm. But why would a child like watch that growing up when it's like a really sad ass movie? Yeah. <laughs> but we crack up the whole time. And what were the other ones? I mean, there's just so many. Well, when we did the Rachel getting married episode, oh, I heard through Caesar like Roxy really loved the, loves this movie. Yeah, and she said we better not fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, that shit's dark though. That's like yeah. You know. Roxy's kind of like de facto producer of this podcast because she's I'm like filtering my ideas through her. Yeah. <laughs> so she kind of gives me this pep talk before or kind of a, a warning like, hey, be careful about what you say. About no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just like really, I mean, I love this podcast. Well, not just because it's yours, but, you know, movies have always been such a big thing in my life, too. I mean, even yeah. picking this movie was like, I like I said, I was going down the line yeah. because I was like, well, there's so many movies that I think are wedding movies, like mm -hmm. Funny Girl, because, you know, the big thing is, you know, she's becoming Sadie, yeah. a married lady. And I was like, but is that even a wedding movie? But... Mm. I love that movie. Yeah, I feel like sometimes there's movies that have weddings in them that aren't necessarily wedding movies. 
Yeah. And then you go into the like rabbit hole of romantic comedies. And I was like, what the hell? I love romantic mm. comedies. <laughs> and I, then I was reading about this one being uh-huh. the highest grossing. Yeah. And I was, and then I read the list of the other ones. I was like, oh, I love How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days yeah. or Clueless yeah. or Two Weeks Notice. And then I was like, what? I thought I loved dramas, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> you think you just like that upward trajectory, like happy ending, like it, it, no, I don't know. Is it like the laughs? I is love to like- laugh. But, you know, at the same time, I think I'm picky. Like, I don't, there's a lot of movies that people love and I'm just like, I don't get it. You have a very specific taste. Sometimes I show you something. I was like, this is just like the other thing that you like. And then it falls totally flat for you. <laughs> <laughs> I am very specific. <laughs> but I well, think, I, think- I mean, if you're cracking up too, then I'll think it's funny. It all, it's all like the yeah. whole experience. I don't even too. know what cracks me up. That's like such a, that I'm even more picky when it comes to like what gets a laugh out of me. Like I have no idea. I think that's why it's so much fun watching movies with Roxy or why like she's opened my taste up so much because I mean, she's so hype about movies and it makes it more fun to watch. Like yeah. watching a movie would just Roxy alone has the same effect as like watching a movie with a crowd for me. You know what I mean? It's like part of that experience. <laughs> that, and you talk a lot through the movie. Yeah, but that, it's like part of that experience that makes like a movie better, which I think people don't talk about enough in criticism is like the experience of actually yes. like that, the specific yes. experience of watching specific movies. That has like so much to do with like the effect that a movie has on me or how I'm going to rate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I couldn't like, I think I've talked about this already, but the other day I watched Friday Alone, and that's probably the first time I ever watched Friday Alone. And it's like, I didn't laugh once. It was, like, it was oh, so yeah. fucking sad. Macaroni. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's got to be the contagion element of laughter, you know, like that because everyone else is laughing or yeah. because it's contributing to like this like fun environment. Yeah, I mean, there's just like the, more, more but it's exciting, fun. you know, like I can feel my blood pumping when people are like so expressive. I get excited on the inside. I'm not like really expressive about excitement, but like Roxy will like shout and like laugh and stuff like that. The most I do is like a head bob. Like when I'm bobbing my head to something, like, you know, I'm like really into it. But like, that's because like everything inside of me is like working. You know what I mean? It's like a yeah. drum beating and like, I mean, she just gets my drum beaten. Well, I, get, I mean, but I'm like, I enjoy hype. Like a good hype person, like makes yeah. everything a better experience for sure. Like yeah. this movie specifically, along with the other contenders, like it's special to me because I can remember a time watching it with somebody uh-huh. and laughing at certain things. Like I can remember lines and yeah. you know how I am. Like I'll talk the whole movie yeah. if I know it really well. And it's always funny. Yeah. Like the other, the other one that was a contender was obviously sex in the city because I love <laughs> sex in the city. And then first movie is a wedding, but those movies are trash, but I yeah. still know them because I love sex in the city, which yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Not the reboot. Not the reboot. It's also awful. But um, but I think that's a big part of a connection for the two of us. Like I, I feel like we we didn't have too many things in common when we when we first met. Like yeah. I feel like that's like kind of what yeah. makes this relationship dynamic. Mm-hmm. That we teach other, each other a lot of new things. But I think for one sure. thing one thing that we do have in common is that like movies play a pivotal role, like an autobiographical role in our mm-hmm. lives where we have memories built around movies. Yeah. I think that's what happens a lot with the show. Like I, I, uh, I, I like try to bring up a memory or like the way I felt at the time, like kind of rebuild this frame of mind that I had around this movie at a time. And I think that's really interesting. I think it's a really interesting way to access a movie. And I think that's like the most, it, like the most human way to access a movie is like the way 
people feel around movies or the way people insert movies into their lives or the way people build their relationships are not relationships, but their, their personalities around movies. Like I, you, for sure. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes I'll watch a movie that my dad used to love and I'd be like, that's like my dad's personality right uh -huh. there. <laughs> yeah. Or like the way you dress or yeah. just the style in which you carry yourself. And yeah. Which is still happening. You know, I, I was like a highly like, like it's so easy to influence as a kid. Yeah. Like I, I just remember watching Fight Club over and over again, and how it just like <laughs> shaped. By, like I remember my brother was all mad at me. He's like, "You never even been in a fight." <laughs> like, Damn, man! I like this movie. <laughs> Would you say like movies are is like the center of your guys's Venn di diagram? Like how you? I mean, that's the thing you guys. Have I mean, in if, common, I mean, I think yeah. yeah. I, I think I think yeah, but we don't think, we don't talk about movies in that way where it's like the center of our lives. But I think it's like a lot of how we connect. Yeah. Um, and we, we have great conversations around movies like Roxy really did influence this podcast because I mean, I don't think, I don't know if she considers herself like a movie person, like a cinephile, you know what I mean? Uh, like I've never heard her say those words. Like she's never been very like uh, pretentious about it or anything, but she has like so much to say about movies that I would have never watched had she not been in my life. Like I would never been into my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> like I'm not even sure that I like it that much, but the experience of watching with her is like great. Like I'll, we're going to have to watch it again after yeah. this, by the way. Yeah. There's like tons of movies that are like that where I like them because she likes them, but it's not even like, it's not even forced or fake. Like I'm not trying to like placate her or anything. It's just like, it's honestly just like really fun. The a movie that she loves is like really fun to, to watch with her, you know? Well, that's what like uh, you were just saying uh, right now, Vox, Roxy, how, how that's like, the social experience of watching a movie uh -huh. is, is that was that kind of like your first impressions with this one in particular with my big fat Greek wedding? Was that a social experience when you watched that for the first time? You know, I was trying to remember when was the first time I even watched this movie or why I watched it. Yeah, but I'm assuming because I mean, from what I was reading, it's that it was in the theater for like forever. Yeah. And I'm assuming maybe it was on cable TV mm -hmm. or because again, we watched so like I was at the rental yeah. every Friday with my dad. And then when my sister was, you know, old enough to pick movies, like we were picking out movies. So I'm sure we rented it. Yeah. And you know, I, the memories I have of it are, you know, just there's so many good lines in this movie and particularly with my cousin Valerie, like we just crack up just thinking of like, that's classy, you know, like just <laughs> random things. And, and sometimes we just talk in movies. Mm -hmm. Like I know we're not talking about Gilmore girls, but I feel like sometimes I speak that way where I just talk in movies and popular culture and I can just carry a conversation relating it to all those things. Mm -hmm. My well, mind is just like both popular oh, yeah. culture. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me when uh, Caesar was getting dressed for the wedding, we were just tossing back and forth quotes from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The movie is endlessly quotable. It's like yeah. completely a guy movie. Um, but I, I've like I watch Gilmore Girls and I just realized that Roxy has built like a whole belief system. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not, are we really gonna go there? Because I'm just gonna go off. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, like I've seen it. Like I will watch it 
and I'll be done with it. And yeah. I'll even watch the reboot, even though I didn't like it. Yeah. And just because I'm like, well, I just want to continue watching these characters, even though why do they do these to our beloved characters? And I'll start it over again. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen it before and I will enjoy it from episode one all the way through again and yeah. again yeah. and again. And this, and the They're four, like old friends. In the four years we've been me. together, I think I've seen the whole series as many times, <laughs> as many years. Like I've seen the whole series four times now. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I've done, I've done that with The Office, where like I've finished The Office and then I just want to like start it up again. I just like start it right. There's now. nothing I do that with. I just don't really? watch things over and over again like yeah. that. As much as uh, I think, because I just want to see new things all the time. You like, do. Like I, I prefer just to you watch a, a, something that I haven't seen before. Like I get too anxious just watching something that I've seen before. But you know, when he does, is nothing I've ever seen. Is he can just go on Netflix and just pick something. Mm. Like it'll take me forever. And then what I'll do is just end up watching Gilmore Girls. You know what I think? That <laughs> or is, Sex in the like, City. It's like an opportunity cost thing with you where it's like I'm watching something that I've already seen when I could be watching something I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? And like in my sick little head, I'm just like, I'm going to die one day and I'm not going to have seen every <laughs> single fucking movie. So. But he has the patience for it. Like he'll go on the criterion, like how to watch it on the streaming app or whatever on the television. And I'll be like, how do you even use this? Like, how do you find something? And he just picks something. I'm like, they, they're they black and white. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, I don't even know how these are categorized. Yeah, I don't even. I, I'm lost on that. They're hardly categorized in there. I think the goal is to like just pick one. I mean, it's <laughs> it's to pick one, but it's just to like get a, a feel for like movies in general. Yeah. I mean, like once you understand like how they work apart from each other, like you need to see the good ones and the bad ones to understand like what a good one really is or what a bad one really is. Like you need to understand like their distance from like what you think is good. You know what I mean? And that always changes. Like. Every time I watch a new movie, I feel like that always changes. Like, my criteria always changes because, especially movies from, like, 60s, 70s, especially foreign stuff, like, it'll always, like, change my calibration of how I see movies. Yeah. I mean, even saying good and bad, like, I can watch something I thought I liked. Yeah. Yeah. A long time ago, and then yeah. I'll rewatch it, and I was like, yeah, that's not even good anymore. Yeah. Like, it hits really different. Yeah. And... And I think, like, that's why, like, I weed out, like, my old DVDs. Yeah. You know, like... It's just like, if I'm not going to rewatch this again, like, why do I even own it? And I know, like, sometimes it's just nice to have that. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't, it's just not well, my been, vibe anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like I tend not to do that because I always, I'll come into, like, a different mindset where I want to watch something again. Like, I got rid of my Forrest Gump Blu-ray because, like, there was a time where I was oh. just, like, not about it. Like, I was just like, I don't really like but this movie that much. Like but classic. Yeah. And we ended up watching it at my parents' house again. And I was like, this movie's great. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that movie way too many times as well. And it's so long, but it's still so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean the it was, soundtrack too. Right? Yeah, it still hit good. Um, this movie, particularly my big fat Greek wedding, I think it's a like if we had to like describe the genre that it's in, it's like the meet the family genre. Mm. Like, okay. Yeah, and like there's a few but other not in a cruel way, huh? <laughs> not in a cruel way. What do you mean in a cruel well, way? Well, like at the cost of Ben Stiller. Like in those movies, oh, everything's right, right. at the cost of he Ben the Stiller, of and it's joke. like oh, like meet the I'm parents. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that would be in that genre. Uh, Fools Rush In is like very oh, similar okay. to this. Okay. The Farewell is very similar to okay. this. 
um, so they like meet the family movies. Like that okay. would be like the genre because there's like several movies that follow this kind of uh, like this recipe, like this certain structure. Um, and they're all very culturally specific, except okay. Meet the Parents. You know, there's not really there's like a culture of how they live their lives in Meet the Parents because like he's very like hard up. He's like a CIA agent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like that kind of cultural difference going on. Right. But there's a lot of cultural like in the farewell. There's like introducing a new culture. Yeah. Fool's Russian is very like culturally motivated. Uh, the plot is very culturally motivated. Um, and and what's uh, Ben Stiller's like family background in that one? Like how how is he like? A fish out the of Jimmy water, you know? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because he has like that. What they're just like his dad odd. is yeah. like Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, he yeah. around is without his, a shirt and, and no Barbara shoes and Streisand stuff like that. is yeah. his mother and as like a sex therapist. Yeah. He used to practice okay. law. No, he used to practice law. But why are we talking about? Because <laughs> I'm talking about the genre of movie. I'm talking about the genre of movie, and I'm talking um, about my soft spot for like these certain movies. Yeah. Like Because I do have a soft spot for like this Meet the Family movie that also includes like cultural spe- uh, specificity um yeah and, and I, rem- I remember that being big for you on rachel getting married yeah like that, yeah yeah that um the, like the multi- joining of the families. yeah the multiculturalism yeah, the joining yeah. of the families i really like that aspect i really like i mean it gives you the opportunity to do two things and it's it's universal so there's like this opportunity to be like universal and touch everyone yeah. because i think in this movie they talk about what happens in families and I think there's a lot of things that happen in families that are universal and not just culturally sp- yeah. specific. There's, there's a couple of moments on that in this movie where, um, so at the wedding, yeah, uh, the dad is, you know, it's the la- it's the last occurrence of that recurring like joke where he's like, you know, the root of every word is, is Greek, <laughs> yeah. and and he basically says, Ian Miller, your your name is um, derived from the word for apple in Greek. Yeah, our word is derived from the from, it means orange in Greek. Uh, here tonight we have uh, apple and orange. Uh, we all uh, different, but uh, in the end uh, we all fruit. <laughs> We're when both you apples peel, and oranges. Not the color. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. You know, d- so we're beautiful. different, but we're all still fruits. Yeah. You know? that's <laughs> like, like a huge that always kills me. The, between that yeah. speech and the mother's speech at the end, and I like how we're going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. Starting at the end. yeah. It's like Maria's like, uh, you know, I brought you here so you can live, like live yeah. your life. And it took them so long, right? Like for me, this movie is like this tender love story, but also a love story for your family, right? Yeah. Basically like just going through all these experiences where you're just in this fear of disappointing them because you love them so much, but they're also kind of in the way of your happiness. Yeah. So yeah. like, how do you find that balance where, you know, you're just, you're, feeling so much love but you also want to experience your life mm-hmm, and I yeah. think like for me particularly like I'm first gen like and I'm like a, a daughter like I'm a woman and mm-hmm. from a Latino family and I just felt like I I understand Tula very well in just like trying to figure out those dynamics and you know traditions and like what's expected and like even just trying to communicate is just like to speak clearly is hard because you're like, I'm just trying to tell you how I feel even, mm-hmm. and, or, you know, explain something or do something a little bit different. And it can be taken like as a jab or yeah. hurting somebody when that's like not even the intention. Right. Yeah. So it's just hard because it's like, you're, 
you're you're the first person trying to do something different but there's all there's already this standard of doing things so if you do anything different it's like a disruption yeah that's what i thought but was it's like not so, harm like it's yeah. you're not trying to cause any harm yeah like, for sure and like that um that's what i thought was so interesting about this movie and what it did well is that like it was thoughtful and straightforward is in its presentation of that theme of a woman who's being stifled and oppressed basically by the culture or, you know, like the family structure or the culture or whatever, it, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and that like her quest is to kind of like, like find her freedom, like outside of that, but, yeah. but to like, still appreciate it somehow because, it, and that's why she sends her daughter to Greek school at the yeah. end. Right. Is because yeah. she like finds the appreciation yeah. in her, in her culture, despite being like oppressed by it. At yeah. The same time. That's what I found interesting about the movie from this time period. I mean, clearly this, I think this movie is a clearly from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, it was written, written by, by yeah, her. Nia Vardalos yeah. who, who plays yeah. Tula. Oh, Tula. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like a one woman show, I think. Yeah. Before it was. Yeah. She was taken. doing as a one woman stage show. Yeah. Uh, but she, her background, which is like, dope for 2002. Yeah, yeah. That is great. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And like, uh, fun fact, this is like the most, at, at, what we read is like the most profitable movie of all time. Like the ratio to like what they spent on it to what they made on it is, wow, yeah. Wow. So they just like, I yeah. think they spent 5 million and they ended up making like 245 million or something like that. Well, like how big did the franchise turn into? Cause I know there was a sequel. There's and a number two. Yeah. yeah. Number, two. number three is coming. And there was a TV show called my big fat Greek life. No way. Yeah. What's the plot of the second one? Have you seen is it? it uh, I have. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, mm, I, w- I want to say it's like. Is it Tula's daughter getting married? It's her married? daughter. Well, or is it her daughter getting married? Honestly, I don't. Is she getting married again in it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but there was no big, my big fat Greek divorce between. No. Do Greeks divorce? Uh, she actually oh, did divorce her husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. His real name oh. is Ian. <laughs> yeah, his, the, her actual husband's name yeah. was Ian, and she divorced and him she in 2018. Wrote, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And he's the guy that plays the best man. Ian's yeah. the best man. Oh. Yeah, the ball dude today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What I think is interesting about this, like, uh, this movie made today is not what it was then, I don't think. And because you're talking about her gaining her independence like that. Yeah. I think this movie would end with her, like, making like more of a drastic split with her culture and her family, like taking more independence and like still trying to reconcile that because she does kind of give in to all everything that they want, even in the end. You know what I mean? Like her bridesmaids still wear those ugly dresses. Like she oh ends God, up. Oh They're hideous. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I would die. Like her wedding was like that. Her family gets everything they want up and like throughout the whole thing. I don't, I don't think the movie would be made the same way now. You know what I mean? Right. Like well, she's not so much breaking apart, but accepting that this is just a part of her life and she's proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, but, I think the, the, what the movie's doing is that her, her victory is going for, this guy and not all of the guys that her dad is trying to set her up with. I also yeah. think it's bigger than weird. that though, too. Sure. It's about her able to choose who she wants to marry, Yeah, but you know, they were so determined to like hook her up with the Greek guy oh, yeah. and like it being like this thing where, you know, why are you doing this to me? You know, and for them to, you know, embrace him at the end 
and, you know, buy them a house, even though it was next door. Like, that's huge. Like, that <laughs> was the first non-Greek in her family. That's huge. That's yeah. going to be the game changer for the future. So yeah. I think she did a lot more than just got to marry yeah. Ian Miller, you know. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, sure, it was, you know, being able to pick him. But yeah. I think it was just being able to do that and all it opened up so much for the family too you mm-hmm. know for them to have these conversations you know mr pottery class you know yeah it was you know what that means long term for the family it yeah. just acceptance something different change like yeah the fun one to, tradition the fun one to watch is like the arc of the dad being able to let her go like quote unquote let her go right when she says she wants to go to school oh my god i love <laughs> that why do you want to <laughs> leave me dad dad i've been going through um our inventory and um i've noticed that we've been doing a lot of unnecessary ordering um so i've been thinking that maybe we should update our system uh, like we could get a computer. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I got all A's in computers. But there's a lot of new stuff to learn now. So um, if you want, I could go to college and um, take a few courses. Why? Why you want to leave me? I'm not leaving you. Don't you want me to do something with my life? Oh, yes. Get married. Make babies. You look so old. And they have to manipulate him. And they, yeah. you know, to make it seem like it's his idea to do these things. Yeah. Because they don't want to hurt his feelings. Like, it's so much walking on eggshells. Well, yeah. him, like, crying out, why do you want to leave me? Yeah. He's totally manipulative, too. Oh, like, oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, right, she has this whole, like, makeover type scene where she starts to put makeup on. And the whole thing is, like, he's so mean to her saying, like, why do you look so old, you know? <laughs> like, get married. Eat something. The emphasis on old, his yeah. whole face scrunches. He's like, I know, so he's so old. good, Gus. <laughs> and I am Gus. Uh, no, but like that whole makeover scene, like she's just by going to college. And she's just like empowered, immediately yeah. empowered. And she makes her own like Wonder Bread sandwiches, right? That was yeah. like the whole entrance or the intro scene where she gets teased for, you know, <gasps> Moose Gaga. You know, she wants a Wonder Bread sandwich. So I think it's like this thing where she just gets so empowered just being able to make these decisions. Yeah. I think the manipulation is just a, a general part of like family dynamics. I think that's like one of the the universal things I mean when mm-hmm. I talk about like the universality of like the themes in family here yeah. is like this casual manipulation. And I, I guess like in a family, you have to make light of it because these are people that you spend so much time with. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the thing. Like this movie, it's I think it's, you know, really displays how it can be with unhealthy boundaries. Like they're literally in each other's faces like plucking each other's like chin hairs like they're just so in your face they're so like meddling yeah there's no space for any individuality you know and you know so to me that's saying like there's no boundaries between like being able to make decisions that make you happy or Uh fulfilled because all you're worried is about is your family and 
it's all about people pleasing, which is definitely, I mean, without putting my family on blast, like I've been people pleasing my entire life, you know, not, not until recently, you know, and therapy, I was able to like practice these activities where I'm learning how to say like a hard no without an explanation. Like I can feel that in my body sometimes, like just saying no, thanks. Yeah. Like without explaining it. Oh my God, what are they going to think? Cause I said no. So it's just like, I mean, that's going to be the other part puzzle piece right about being a woman those types of relationships you have with you know whether it's with you know other men or in your relationships like Mm -hmm. sometimes you make yourself small because you don't communicate your needs what you want like because how is it going to be perceived right yeah and you don't practice that yeah and it, it seems to me like the the father character is the the main expression of that idea that's that's kind of running through this movie of like social, like the stifling family norms and, and, and culture being like, uh, constricting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that scene where she's going, uh, to like ask to go to college, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, she says, update our system, you know, like if yeah. there's ah. new stuff out there to learn, yeah. we yes. need to update our system. And yes. he's like so resistant to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there, like that scene is really great for another reason too, is, Nick comes in right before and uh, is like looking for some encouragement. Oh my gosh. And he's like, like to get the menu. And he's like, what is that? What yeah. Like, like um, art. But, yeah. And that happens a couple of times, you know, like for uh, sure. Poor Nick. He's kind of, yeah. Nick is kind of like, but he comically loves pathetic. him, but he loves him. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about what this movie to me does so well. It's like your fan, you know, you, the people who love you, they love you. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're not always going to, fully understand you and yeah. it's yeah. kind of just going through that right yeah and how much do you do maybe like you were describing like if this movie was made now how people might be like well you know if that doesn't serve me then I'm gonna end that relationship yeah. but like but if these are people that you really love like that's a tough thing to do you know yeah. how do you find that middle ground or how do you express yourself and then give room for people to either understand that mm-hmm. or or, or not, right? Or yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. And in Tula's journey, I, I, I feel like Ian is just like, he doesn't matter that much as a character. He's just like the catalyst that is, is kind of like representing her gaining some independence yeah. like, from yeah. her family, right? Because mm-hmm. she is like so depressed, like in the beginning. Like yeah. she actually has a line where she's like, you better not hope because nothing's going to change. And then like, this is great, like writing, Ian walks by and it's like, boom, her <laughs> eyes open. When she's like a Greek yeah. statue, she's just like yeah. there trying to serve him coffee and she's just like staring at him. But like, I, I think like Ian is like the crack in the door where it's like, I can be my own person, Yeah, you know, like, or she's going to like, and he accepts her, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. and being the Greek isn't like everything, you know, he, she knows all these things about him when he, she describes him. And then he's like, well, all I know about you is that you're Greek. You know, what is her identity other than being Greek? Right. Yeah. She yeah. hasn't explored those things. So yeah. if this movie was made now, it would be like, mm, why don't you hold off on marrying Ian? Let's get to know who, we, who you are, <laughs> right. Tula. Why don't you, you know, go back to school, see what you want to do, find your passions. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you'll go to Greece and, you know, and 
find something that you like there or somewhere else. And find a Greek. Use, find a Greek. Maybe, well, no. use that Greek you spent so many years in. Greek I mean, just go explore before, you know, settling down, which it means that, you know, yeah. marriage is still the thing. That's yeah. why 2002, right? It's the end point is getting married, right? Is the happy end. Yeah. It's still, that was still in the air. I think like, I'm, you well, see it I now mean, with, yeah. I mean, still, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say like, I like that because it's, um, straight comedy in the Greek sense. Yeah. You know, where it's just like yeah. all comedy is in the Greek sense. Ends with is, a marriage. Ends in a marriage. Yeah. Um, and it kind of adds a layer to the father characters. Yeah. You know how every word has a Greek derivative? <laughs> um, all right, Mr. Portocollis. <laughs> yeah. What is, what did you say? Kimono? Kimono. kimono. Yeah. For, that means robe. Right. Like the Greek kimona. Word for kimona is winter. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wear in winter? A robe. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Now, give me a word. Any word. And I show you how the root of that word is Greek. And, you know, like going back to the marriage thing, you know, I love you, Caesar, and I'm so glad to be married to you. So this is not, you know, any way negative towards you. But literally, I'm turn off my headphones. <laughs> like my family lit up when I told them that I was getting married. It's almost like yeah. my life did not truly begin until... I was going to get married yeah. and like Caesar came in and just like, I wasn't happy before Caesar, you know, like that's, I think that a big part of like, there's that's a big the way they perceived of, it. Yeah. I think so. Like, I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, yeah, I get that. I mean, I got the same feeling, but it's like, I mean, I, I think, I guess it is weird, but it's like, it, it's funny because I think we both have the same reaction. Like I saw her react, like I could see the reaction on her face and I would feel the same thing. It's it's because like we we came to each other very specifically because we saw like whole people in each other. You know what I yeah, mean? We yeah. saw like very self satisfied people. Like we had a conversation about like how we were so happy being single, and we weren't sure if we wanted to date each other because we were having a really good time <laughs> being single. Um, like that was part of the draw. So when you know when the family comes in and, and basically act like I saved her or something, like it makes me fucking uncomfortable too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would I would bet. Yeah, yeah but like. So watching this movie and, and think reflecting on marriage, um, what I I don't know if this is just projecting or whatever, but uh, it, it makes you wonder. Like, I at least this what to me like this movie is like it's reflecting on marriage and is what is it? Is it is it uh, archaic patriarchal uh -huh. institution or is it is it still is it still something that is an admirable thing for few, like for free people to, to do like free, mature people to commit, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. I would um, say all those. It's things. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. All you have to like, yeah. like accept that it's all those things, yeah. but it still means something like, that's why our ceremony for me was like the most special part of it. I mean, I love, you know, the dancing part, but you know, we were really specific on our script and who was going to marry us, Laura. And, <laughs> you know, it just, it was something that we wanted it to be our words and what, you know, love or relationships and why we decided to marry. Like it was so specific for yeah. us, like, and we really invested a lot of time in like the intention of it 
because yeah, I almost I never thought I w- would get yeah. married. I mean, honestly, <laughs> neither. neither <did> I. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like super like yeah. yeah. I mean, like yeah, I had thought about it in the past, but there was always like this sense of like trepidation around yeah. the idea. Yeah. Right. Where I was right. like, that sounds fucking scary, or yeah. it makes me feel like some type of way. Yeah, like, I just didn't feel good about the idea about it with anyone else I had been with in the past. It was like a lot of hesitation surrounding the, the idea. Yeah. Um, a lot of like, I'm not even sure that I want this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like up all the way up until our uh, our wedding, people were asking me like, "How do how do you feel?" It's like, like it feels like yeah. fine. Like good. I feel good. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I wasn't nervous. Like, like the, it was a natural either. choice. Yeah. And that's it, what yeah. I'm thinking is like natural. It's, it's the natural choice for for free people who love each other that yeah. want to commit. And yeah. To um. Yeah. I think want, when you when you're yeah. at that point in your relationship, it's it's like. It, it is that beautiful thing that it can be, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. There is a lot of bullshit surrounding it as oh, far yeah. as like being like an archaic institution, very patriarchal. I'm sure there is like some patriarchal reason. Mar- like I, I forgot where I heard this, but people were talking about like what marriage was used for at, at first. It was like in some way to benefit the patriarchy as, as far as like finance and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, there's probably all that behind it, but like it felt like a really natural, beautiful like symbol. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it felt like a, like a, like a communion. It felt like all these things, just celebrating like our relationship and yeah. just wanting to go to another level with it, yeah. and like yeah. honor it, and yeah. just and again, we're defining all those things. So whether yeah. it's perceived differently, like okay, that's cool, but we're defining all that for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and also thinking of it in that way because that's initially what I had all of that stuff you said the patriarchal stuff and I'll you know just I also didn't want to be stubborn to be like well I'm not going to get married because I don't believe in any of that you yeah. know when I and it did feel really good you know yeah. so yeah. it's like <laughs> it's just one of those things like I'm not going to just like not like it or do it yeah. because yeah. I you know I don't you know want to do what everybody else is doing yeah yeah i thought i think that in the past also it felt like fake it felt like something that, yeah that wasn't anything i would do or believe in you know what i mean like when i was struggling about becoming an atheist or like not believing in god it was a struggle for me because i had like i was going through the motions of someone who believed in god I, as a religious person and stuff like that but i think in the end and this is like i struggled with it for years but like in my early 20s I just came to the conclusion that like in my gut, like instinctually, I just never felt the presence of a God. Um, I felt that way about marriage too, where like, it just didn't seem a part of like the way I yeah. worked. But it, in this case, like it just felt like, like you said, the natural choice. Right. Yeah. Is our marriage like godly? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, way. They're, they're sacred vows, aren't Would they? Would you go into a kiddie pool to get baptized for me, babe? Oh, d- most definitely. <laughs> what I was thinking. Get oiled up. <laughs> um, remember how we were talking about, or we covered Rachel getting married, and there's a line in there where the... Um, the mothers are like, this is heaven. Like, this is what heaven's like. Mm, Honestly, the day after the day after our wedding, I was like, that's what I hope it happened was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really did feel that way, like processing it. Like I, I don't have that belief in me, but like if I can do one day forever, like it would be that day. It was like, it was that good. Like people yeah. always say how it's like the best day of their lives, but like it was like perfect. Like there was like so much joy in the air. Everyone's having a good time. There was like no ill will between anyone. There was no like weird family bullshit going on. I mean, if it was, it was on the, like on the margins, you know? Yeah, 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 and that was that was on my mind throughout, and I think it was on everybody's minds that it was like it was just a genuinely positive, happy, like celebratory time. That yeah, it, that it was yeah. like a natural, 
yeah. thing to happen yeah. and everyone was happy about it. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was yeah. so cool. Yeah. Cause I think we're two people that really value doing things on our own terms. Um, trying to break away from the expectations of like what our family wants. And I think our family both have like strong expectations in very different ways. You know what I mean? Like yeah. our families are like very different from one another. I think like they function in completely different ways. They <laughs> act in completely different ways. Like they couldn't be further. Uh-huh. Like they, they couldn't be further apart. Like as yeah. far as like the way they function and they feel. Would you say they're apples and oranges? Exactly. Like this is what I'm getting at. Like they're, but there's still these fundamental. There's, there's like these still yeah. like these fundamental things that happen in both of our families that are just like eerily similar. And I think like in, in a family dynamic between like parents and children, there's always going to be like this weirdness of like ownership in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the, like the, they made you like literally made you. So there's going to be this thing like that's mine and I can do what I want with it. You know what I mean? I think that's like this like weird animal instinct about parenting is that, and this is why parents always treat their kids like children is because there's this weird instinct that that's yours. You made that. And so you should be able to mold or shape it or influence it in any way that you'd like. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, at least I think that's how like many generations before thought of the thing. You know what I mean? I see this kind of thinking within my parents and like, they don't expect you to go outside of this. And like, they kind of talk to you in whichever way they please, which Gus does in this movie, he kind of talks to everyone, whichever way he pleases. Mm -hmm. right. But as soon as it comes back the other day, the other way, it's like it, it feels all wrong to him. Oh, like, yeah. it, like it just feels like an attack. And I and I see this like in, in family dynamics between I think both our families. Like when it comes the other way, it kind of feels like an attack. You know that I can understand. Like trying to communicate something and in a way that it's like even with the best intention, right? Even though you did, you know what you're supposed to do A through Z, saying it in a nice way. If it's not what they want to hear, yeah, you know it. You, they can still be defensive because and no matter, you know, how you say it, it, it there's just going to be differences, right? Yeah. Generational life experiences. And that's the thing that I have come to understand. And I think as I've gotten older and there's the, you know, the people pleasing part yeah. is that it's not that I don't care, yeah. but I don't need to be worried about like, doing things for them and yeah. it's not because I don't love them. I do. Yeah. And here's the thing like, Oh God, I don't want to <laughs> be putting anybody, uh, you know, saying anything <laughs> negative, but we'll change names. <laughs> no, but just like seeming like the perspective that I'm selfish, right? That's something yeah. that I've been dealing with a big chunk of my life. So what you're describing as ownership, yeah. I never really, I mean, I guess I feel that, but I've always been really, like communicative, like my mother, like my mom and I, we always have long conversations, you know, yeah. since I was a kid, you know, like she'll say no to something. I'm like, well, why, mm -hmm. you know, can you explain that to me? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I would never take no for an answer. And we've, you know, this is just the relationship we have. I think as we've grown, you know, I would say together in our relationship, because, you know, I, I, f I feel a sense of respect from her and, you know, we've, you know, she does count on me for things even when I was smaller, you know, even though she didn't think she was right. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the thing, like, sure, you can take care of your sister at 10 years old, go pick her up from the babysitters after school, yeah. but you're not allowed to do a lot of other things. So it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I was always really perceptive of these things. Like that doesn't make any sense, mom. And I would argue <laughs> with her about it and she'd be like, like, but that's just not the way, you yeah. know, like, yeah. and I've always just been like, 
fiercely independent, you know, and she knows who her kid is. And I think she's always just been dealing with that. And I don't feel like a sense of like, she's disappointed. I think she just didn't expect that. Right. She thought it was just going to be how it's always been. Yeah. But, um, I think having an independent kid, especially if you're trying to like keep them within some kind of paradigm of like norms or mm-hmm. whatever. It's rough. It's going to be hard. It's rough. Yeah. And I, and that's the thing. Like I love my mom and I respect her. So I, I, I've tried to understand her. So when I just, you know, the conversation is like, I just need you to try to understand me and making, you know, the effort to have those conversations. They're hard. They're really hard. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And you know, and so it's like, but you can't have them with everyone. I think that's the thing. It's really special because you end up having to make boundaries with other people because you can't have those conversations Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, kind of going back to what we were saying, it's like, well, do you X them out of your life because they don't get you or you just accept that that's just a thing, but you live your life, right? You can't live your life for other people. Yeah. Yeah, and you almost have to like kind of live in the tension where it's like I'm going to be this way and you're going to want you're going to expect me to be this way and you know, what it's it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when I was younger, I was more like I was describing being stubborn about it like, "Oh, I'm not going to do that." Like I want to be, you know, make a point. But now it's just like, you know, I'm happy. I'm just going to live my life and I think if they love me. They're going to be fine. They're going to yeah. be fine. They're going to come around on their own time. Yeah. And if they're not, that's not on me, right? That's not on yeah. me. Is any of this freaking true for you, Patrick? I don't know what the dynamic was. Are you an only child? No, I have uh, three older sisters. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there was actually a scene where uh, Nick goes to... So Nick, for some reason, was popping out as like this this interesting character because he's just kind of like amusingly pathetic you know and he like oh. goes to his father and he's trying to get encouragement and yeah he's not getting it and uh he goes to um tula mm-hmm. and he's like hey i'm gonna go to college i, I want to um and he's saying to her like you inspired me to go to yeah. college yeah i went by the college and picked this up look I'm going to start slowly, you know, do a couple of couple of night courses. Yeah. I just wanted to learn more about painting and and art and stuff. So this is so great. <laughs> yeah, you started it. You wanted to do something else, Duna, and you did it. Hey, Duna. Don't let your past dictate who you are. But let it be part of who you will become. Nick, that is so beautiful. Yeah. That dear Abby, she really knows what she's talking about. I There's love that. that yeah. That thing where her decisions can ultimately like benefit Nick. Yeah. Like, okay, now they're open to these ideas. Maybe one day they'll actually see him as something other than just like this Greek boy they need to marry off, right? Yeah, right. That he's an artist or a creative type or... Well, and that was a really interesting thing too is is uh, with women, they're pressured to marry young before they get old, right? <laughs> yeah. But with boys, there's always more time because like when he gets into the booth with his dad and he's like, don't worry, dad, I'll get married. He's like trying to please his dad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like the girl's trying to distance herself. Like the girl, the girl's trying to be her own person. The, the, the boy is trying to make 
oh, yeah. the dad happy and yeah. like gets in the booth with him and is like, hey, I'll, don't worry, dad, I'll get married. <laughs> and, and the dad is just like, ah, oh, don't worry, you got plenty of time. Yeah. So it's like the girl, you got to get married now. But the boy is like, don't worry, you, got, oh, you yeah. always got time. There's always going to be <laughs> yeah. those like gender like differences on right. how they treat their kids, whether it's your daughter or your son, right? Yeah, the double standard. Yeah, and then they, they also show when... Um, I, Tula came, comes into the scene. She's like singing this lame, like, I'm a W-O-M-A-N song, right? <laughs> and they're like, oh, Tula, you know, you're so happy. Yeah. And then Nick comes in. He's like shirtless. He, I don't know if he just got home from being out. And they're like, where have you been? What have you been doing? He's like, nothing, nothing. Like, they don't know anything about him. Right. But they're all up in Tula's business. Yeah, like yeah. to the point where they don't, she doesn't make any decisions for herself. <laughs> so it's like the complete opposite, right? Yeah, for sure. And like that that scene with uh, Nick and Tula uh, resonated with me a bit because I've felt that way with all of my sisters that yeah. you know, I, I look up to all of them. Like they've um, um, like all had like interesting challenges and different challenges. Yeah. And had... Um, and like succeed in, in different ways, you know, mm -hmm. like, and, um, but in, in particular, like I grew so I grew up in Barstow up in, up in the desert and, uh, um, my middle sister went to college down here and mm -hmm. that was basically like how I observed that that was like, that I could do that, you know, yeah. That could, yeah. the possibility. Right. So right. Yeah. So like, yeah. kind of, so it was like a very similar, uh, parallel for me watching this movie with, with, uh, Nick and Tula. And yeah. Cause it was kind of a similar thing with me when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. not that my parents were encouraging, like they were very encouraging and, yeah. and uh, really good parents, but they were, um, uh, I grew up like really free. Like I could do whatever I could and, tell. And, um, the, so like that, that part of it doesn't ring true with me yeah. growing up. Yeah. I could do whatever. Uh, partly, I think, because I was the youngest of four. And, and they were tired. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, and you're a yeah. son, so you're good. Yeah. You're good. And so I got I, two things going for him. And I grew up out in the Wild West where there, you know, there's, yeah. there's no law out there. The I love that desert. about your dad, but also yeah. the way you communicate. It seems like there's a very open line of communication between you and both your parents. Yeah, and I'm really close with both of them. And, yeah. you know, so, I, you know, I don't want that to come off like they weren't encouraging to me or anything like that because they were. Yeah. Yeah. But they also allowed you to make your own, like your own mind up. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like when you're, I don't know. I feel like when you're young, you're, you're going to be lost. And, um, I think they were kind of like hands off enough to wear like, yeah. And I don't know. I think they were genius parents. Like yeah. where they were just like, I'm just going to keep my hands off and let this kid be lost for a little while and he'll figure it out. Yeah. You know? And, um, that's so brave, you know, yeah. like to be that trusting, but, but that's so beautiful. Yeah. Cause I, I think it was like, there was, there was probably structure like out at the outskirts or whatever. Uh -huh. I just never yeah. found the boundaries. Yeah. So, I could, uh, so I could just go that way is out genius. There. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exactly like there's parameters, yeah. right? Yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's when you put all the work in, you're just confident in the work that you've put into this child that you're like, they're going to make the right decisions because I've been, you know, I've been instilling all these yeah. ideals in them. I, I've, I've been thinking a lot about parenting as far as this movie, I was like thinking, how I said that ownership thing, I feel like that's the same relationship 
with with art and like the thing with like because i write poetry so the thing in all poetry workshops is they say like you're not when critique happens you're not allowed to speak on it yeah because you're not going to be there every time somebody reads your piece you know what i mean you're not going to be able to explain every time like oh no this is what i meant you know what i mean so it has to, so stand, it has on to stand on its own like you have to have that confidence in the thing you did the work that you put into this thing that it's going to stand on its own and like i think it's like the same idea is that you, you have to be confident in the way that you've done things that far where you can just like let them go mm-hmm. and like even though they might seem lost like I, I my dad always says like he has this urge like he needs to be there to like just show you, you know, like show you the way, like, like I've been through this, you know, but that's never going to have that. I, I don't think that's ever been like a positive outcome when a, when a, a parent wants to be like super hands on and just trying to be like, no, this is what you do. This is what you do. You know yeah. what I mean? Not that I know much about parenting cause I don't have any kids, but it, it just seems like sometimes that could be overbearing and frustrating, yeah. you know, more than anything. Yeah. It's gotta be so hard. It's gotta be such a difficult balance because like, yeah, the balance, right. Cause it depends on the intention, right? If yeah. You're teaching you them can't how to be do just something. like totally absent. Yeah. Right? Like, cause yeah. I, I learned a lot of stuff from my parents. You know? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing about your dad. I spent, yeah. I've spent one afternoon with your dad and it was just like being with you where it's just like, he is this endless flow of information, <laughs> but like really, really riveting stuff. Like I'm a guy who will sit there and listen to that like all fucking day. You know what I mean? Like he kept on talking to me. I was like, hell yeah, I love this. Like we went shooting guns and he like, he told me a story about every gun about where it came yeah. from and like how, like, like where, yeah, like just like where they came from the history of them. And I was like, I would just like so attuned to this. Like that's like my jam. Like that's why I love being in school. Like I feel like I've been like a lifelong student because like that's what I love. I just like love taking information because I sit there and I will ask questions like something I know nothing about like you're an engineer and you will go off about engineering and like how bridges are built and stuff like that and like I will just try to like wrestle with these ideas like I don't know anything about that like I suck at math and stuff like that but like I will try to like get like a loose grasp grasp of like what you're talking about you know what I mean so I have like a general idea of how it works so if somebody asks me I can be like generally I think this is what he means and I'm like pretty good at getting my head around ideas like, like that you know what I mean yeah and you're good at explaining ideas like that and I think your dad was really good at that too yeah that's definitely where I get it from I'm pretty sure is like one of my earliest memories so like going back to when my like memories came online is me and my dad going in a you know driving out to my uncle's place at yeah. like four in the morning yeah because uh hail bop was coming around oh okay the the comet and, you yeah. know, and like the whole time I'm just soaking up all this information he's talking about astronomy and he's talking about comets and I'm like I don't remember how old I was but um, I was young. Yeah. And uh, we got to my uncle's place and we um, see the comet. And like, that's just the way he is. Like, he's just really effluent with his information, wants to share everything. And, uh, but also, like, as soon as I want to go do something else, he's like, all right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably like just like us, maybe fulfilled, you know? And, Sometimes having, you know, deciding to have kids, you know, it's just another aspect of that, right? You want them to be happy versus they do something for you, right? Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are giving you purpose. And I'm not, neither things are are incorrect or, you know, I'm not trying to put down either, but it's, uh, it's just, it's just a different approach, right? It's just, and it, and yeah, and that will totally change the dynamics yeah yeah yeah. i mean as much as like you can knock any kind of parenting style like there's things to be to be valued about it like i do value the amount of 
independence that I had with the way my parents raised me. I think if I didn't have that much independence, I probably might not be into the things that I'm into. Like I would read a lot, you know what I mean? Or like, like they never really made me do things. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was never in sports or anything. Like I really loved video games. I love reading. I love playing with my toys. And I think playing with action figures has really just helped me expand my imagination and spend time with that a lot. Like I would build really elaborate sets for my action figures and stuff like that. Um, so how me like kind of explore my imag- imagination in that way where I was building out these really elaborate scenarios. Like my, 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 my action figures had lives of their own that would continue on forever and ever. And like, I never wanted to play with anyone else cause they were going like, <laughs> to yeah. step all over like the story arc that I had in my head. But I was doing that like as young as I can remember, just creating stories in my head about like what my toys are doing. I don't know if that like necessarily would have happened if I didn't have all that time alone. Like maybe I just would have ignored that part of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, but or been crushed out because you're into some, like your, your day structured some other way, you know, yeah. like, um, that, yeah, I, I think the freedom to like diverge in your thoughts. Cause that's what strikes me about you particularly is cause you, you're, you can go from one thing to another, like so seamlessly. And that's like, um, that's a really, that's a strength in your personality. I think is that you can like, you're very di- divergent in your thoughts and you can hold like multiple things in your head at once. Yeah. Um, which is a cool thing. Like I, I, it's difficult for me. Like I need to focus on one thing at a time and yeah. I, it's, it's felt limiting. A yeah. Lot, I think it's know? called ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's felt, um, it can be limiting. It, it's good to be able to like creative people can do that. Yeah. Creative people can like go here and then here and then here and you know, yeah, I think that was really scary for Roxy at first with me. <laughs> like, my head is all over the place, and she, like, just didn't understand it for a long time, you know? Like, I, I feel like she's like, well, like, well you just, like, want to keep on doing, like, the, yeah. the, uh, something else, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> but it's just, like, that's the way it works. Like, I will set up all these things, and I will just, like, circle around to them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this a little bit, and this a little bit, and this a little bit, and then I'll just, like, keep on going, you know? Yeah. Like, so well, that's why you can't watch the same movie twice. It's like, you gotta, you gotta see it all. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And initially, cause I did, we didn't know each other as well. And yeah. I didn't trust the process yet yeah. because you will pick something up and invest whether your time, your money. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, is you mean business with this? Like, yeah. you know, I'm not sure of your intention with it. And if you're just like yeah. playing around, like yeah. I was just like, whoa, wait. Yeah. You know? but, I, don't, I, I think it's, it's especially frustrating because like it's really hard for me to stop and explain like the big picture to anyone. Like I get really frustrated when it comes to that. You don't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> you don't let me want to play. You don't want me to play with your action figures. Exactly. Because I think the way I see it is like these things are going to like, they're going to intermingle in the future. You know what I mean? Like all these things that I've been working on, like it, like th- I want to be able to use them all together. Like at some mm. point down the line, you know? Wow. Um, and like, and that's just how I see it. Like, that's yeah. constantly how my mind works. Like, everything that I've like dipped my toes into, they're like all loosely connected. And I know that like, there's like, there's like, like, like what we're doing now. You know what I mean? Like, there's like these things are gonna meet at some right. point, and right. like in some different, and there's like so many different ways that I can arrange the things that I've learned if I just put a little bit of time into everything every now and then. You know? Yeah. Just look at the way this podcast is unfolding. Last episode was fear and loathing in Las Vegas. This one is <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding. Like how like. Were you looking for the opposite of uh, <laughs> I think like, in Las Vegas? Going back to what you're saying, though, it's like 
it's it, there's a big difference though like you don't you don't want to explain yourself which i totally get yeah but also like we're four years in now and obviously yeah. we trust each other yeah i didn't ask any questions about this podcast you know yeah. like i was just like cool like that yeah. sounds fun like yeah and look at all this you know investment I, right I, yeah i think when we reached that point it's kind of when i realized that we could do this long term or like forever i guess you know what i mean is yeah. that like when you started trusting that like I was, you know, like, I, like, oh, he's got it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but that was with communication. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just building trust in different ways. Yeah. You know, that just doesn't happen Yeah, but I think it's because, I think it's like, I get so frustrated <laughs> trying to explain my thoughts is because they're moving so quickly. And like, sometimes I don't know, like sometimes I'll make a decision and I'm not even sure why, but like, like in retrospect, I'll be like, oh, like this is the mm. way that I was thinking. And I didn't even realize like, that's why I did that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, like. Like my mind will put it together before like I even like understand what's happening and I'll like I'll make that decision or I'll do things a certain way. And then yeah, that, and like, then you can only explain it in retrospect. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, that's why I did that. Like this is what I was thinking. Now, like this is it made sense to me in that way. Like it, it's all like very like me just like like rationalizing things and not so much like well not rationalizing but like feeling it like on the gut level it's really weird yeah, like yeah. and that's why it's really frustrating for me to try to explain my thoughts sometimes is that like sometimes like i they're not even like it's just like nebulous in my head where it's just like i'm just like okay hands do your thing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think uh i think a lot of people operate that way actually they're just not really aware of it i yeah. think they are able like yeah. i don't know maybe they've got the rationalization ready yeah you know for whatever they're doing yeah but. I mean, it's just about it being like, you know, present and observant. And I, I think that a lot about like conversation and human behavior. I, I think people find it like pretty easy to talk to me because like, I think I'm like pretty observant and I'll read off like cues and stuff like that. And like people talk about like feeling someone's vibe or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think even people who talk like that, they're like just picking up on like all these small cues, you know, yeah. like your body cues, yeah. like you're not getting a vibe. You're just like looking at the way somebody is like moving their body or looking at you or the tone they take with their voice, you know? I have this um, idea about psychics yeah so if you can imagine like these cues that you pick up in people in, in conversation yeah as a skill yeah um you've got like people who are really good at basketball and you've yeah. got like people who are the best in the world at basketball so like lebron james at, at basketball yeah like who's the best in the world at picking up cues in, in conversation. You think it's psychics? It's psychics. Yeah, that I makes sense. I think psychics are people who are just way far out on the right end of the bell curve yeah. as far as the ability to pick up on cues. Yeah. And they probably don't even fully understand it, yeah. what they're picking up on. And they're just able to read people and be like, you've got this going on in your life yeah. and all this stuff. We just watched uh, Nightmare Alley, and that's pretty much what it's about. Yeah. I think psychics <laughs> are just the LeBron James of uh, emotional <laughs> intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> um. There were some things you want to talk about specifically with my big fat Greek wedding. We can circle around back to it because we just went on a whole tangent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> You're like on the inside of my mind right now. This is how it works. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I... I don't know. We were, we're all over the place. Where do you even want to go back to? We're like on a million tangents. I'm like Ian Miller. Uh, oh. oh, who is played so by John oh. Corbett, yeah. who oh. I love because he's just so likable. He's Aiden, the beloved Aiden from Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. He is the mess of, Seth, of who is Seth in the, in parenthood, the series. 
So he's you a pastor like... in Raising Helen. Oh, and he's that like cool ass like long haired teacher in that Hillary Duff movie where she <laughs> sings because she's trying to sing or trying to be a singer after her brother dies. Man, you haven't mentioned the only other thing I know. I know you. Uh, Patrick just threw his hands up like yeah. like you were gonna say the thing he was thinking. Oh. He's, so there's a TV show called Northern Exposure. <laughs> Okay, He's, uh, yeah. No, I'm back on Hillary Duff over here. Like, He's, uh, I found myself today. I fucking love Somebody's going to fucking take that bait one day, Patrick. Yeah. But Patrick drops oh, this in so many conversations. I love Northern Exposure. Oh, so you, you love John Corbett. I, yeah, and I was like, I thought he was only in that other thing. I didn't know he was in like all these things you listed. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's pretty much like everybody's favorite. And Roxy loves this dude. She also loves the dude from my best friend's wedding. Mm. What's his name? Uh, I can't ever say his name. Yeah, the little scar on his lip here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just great. <laughs> I think it's his voice. But they're not like I, I love that they aren't like particularly like dashing, but. It's just uh, personality, man. Like they carry themselves. Wow. (laughs) Little trivia about John Corbett. He's married to Bo Derek. Did you guys know that? No. And they got married recently. Oh. So they're they're both uh, you know in advanced age. They're yeah, they're really good. They're at, old. They're really good at old. <laughs> well, okay. So going back to the movie, we were talking a lot about like. Tula's parents, but I wanted to talk about Ian's parents yeah, who yeah. are like hilariously like ignorant yeah. when, you know, cause they're like waspy types yeah. and you know, they go from like the vibrant loud, like, you know, cooking on a spit. What is it? Like the, they're spinning the what spit, is it, a goat. Yeah. 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 Goat on a spit. Yeah, exactly. And then they go to his house and it's like quiet. Like nothing has yeah, happened in that room happening. in like 10 years. And then <laughs> like, they're like, oh. Like even the colors are all dressed. Yeah. And you know? they're like, oh, didn't you have like a secretary that was Greek? <laughs> and they're like, no, she was from Armenia. And she, is that is that by Greece? And then she's like, he's like, no, she was Guatemalan. <laughs> like, are they all the same? <laughs> Yeah, they're very narrow. Uh, yeah. But then they, and then, you but know. legitimately I've heard conversations go down that way. <laughs> yeah. But I love how just, you know, going back to John Corbett, he's just not phased by that at all. He knows yeah. what he wants. Yeah. He's like super happy. Mm-hmm. He He's just like Rodney and Harry, like that's not their names, but oh well, like, yeah. He, yeah. you know, they're spitting on the, the head of the kid and he's just like, okay, well. You know, that's that's just what happens. Yeah, I do like his willingness to like participate in the Greek culture and how he trusts that his parents will be okay. Like he just yeah. leaves them alone, you know, like he's not too yeah. worried about them. Yeah, exactly. And like how they're gonna react, like even though they're having like a pretty pretty terrible reaction. Oh, <laughs> I, I do like that juxtaposition. Like Tula's family, huge, busy, noisy, yeah, colorful. Yeah. And Ian's which is just like drab and you know, like nothing's happened. But in there. see, and that's what he is like seeking out, right? Mm. Why he's drawn yeah. to Tula is that vibrancy, you know? And I think that's why well, it I, works. Something that I thought was really like warm and cute about the whole thing is that the parents do like get in there, you know, they're a little tentative at first, but yeah. they start taking shots of that yeah. liquor or whatever. Yeah. They, uh, mm-hmm. they get yeah. Into it. Well, because Aunt Vula, who I think is the best character in oh, that movie, <laughs> is the one that draws <laughs> them yeah. in. Yeah. 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 Like all her lines are like the best. Like when she goes up to Ian and like it's touching his hair, she's like, Ooh, 
school, you know? <laughs> and that I think that was actually like a lot of it was improvised because she had forgotten her lines and they oh, kept it, yeah. which is so great. But she still had that energy. Yeah. Like, she's probably just playing herself a bit. You know? Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. And then it leads up to the line where like, what do you mean you eat no meat? Oh yeah. That's okay. No. I make lamb. <laughs> like, uh, which is like awesome. Listen, I happy. loved when she says to uh, Tula's mom, Tell me what to say, but don't tell me what to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the snap you like a chicken line. I've heard yeah. that so many I times from Rex. Snap you like a chicken. <laughs> she does that to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so when, we, when I watched it yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, that's where this is from. Because <laughs> so Roxy will say these lines like a million times over, and I'll start, like, I'll adopt them and start saying them. And she's like, you don't even know where that's from. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. Like you say a line from Madeline, and you, and you know, you don't even know what that is. Like chicken, chicken and then. No, and then the other one that she, it's a really good line that she has is when she introduces them, like, oh, now you're family. So now let me tell you, like, (laughs) from the the hormones. And she's in there. And my talking about her tumor? Was my twin. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) And they're a little drunk, right? You're like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) The grandma. Oh my God. It's so good. Like that was the okay. Like, yeah, you're in the family now. So I'm going to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the oversharing. This is the most important thing. Yeah. Honestly, like the merging of the families and getting ready for the wedding are all like the best. You know, the family is all the spirit, you know, that spirit that she has came from somewhere. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing about you know, on like realizing that, you know, as your kids get older, like that, that vibrancy you have and that spirit you have, it's going to manifest itself in a different way. Yeah. Maybe it's not how you expected, but it didn't come from just, you know, it didn't come from nowhere, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, I think they recognize that eventually it's that, you know, they came into this country and build this whole life because they have that in them to create th- this life. So why wouldn't Tula create her own life as well? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just recognizing that, She's also capable of these things and respecting her to make these decisions, Mm -hmm. which is hard, but I think they do come around. And I think that's the reason why, you know, circling around to why I love this movie is shows both, right? Mm -hmm. What, what it is, what it looks like it when it's like a hot mess of meddling, but also what it can look like at the end when you, you know, cause you love your family. Yeah. And I think it's about giving, each other's space to do that and not feeling too nervous about the the whole the, the process you know what i mean like joining families that was one thing about our our wedding is that like the joining of families i thought i you know wasn't sure how that would go but i mean it turned out fine our families are very different but ultimately very you know i think they're both very accepting <laughs> groups of people yeah and like and that'll just whatever i mean obviously with covid it's we're not able to like convivir you know yeah. but like it'll work itself out and whatever we're happy so they're just gonna have to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they'll work it out amongst themselves we'll be having a good time nah, we'll we'll guide we'll give them a lot of guidance you know in the end we're you know we're all fruit <laughs> yeah we're all fruit and that was like that i i noticed like that that you know that the families were different but everyone still had like the same positive energy everybody was happy about what was happening you know like it was it was super cool yeah that's what cool that's what's cool about weddings Mm -hmm. that's what's cool about our wedding if not we'll just apply a lot of windex (laughs) any last words roxy last words uh no uh 
Speaking Thank of you. apples and oranges, did you guys notice the um, oranges you gave us? Yes, they were delicious. Oh, were they? Did you wash them first? No. Yes, I did. Yeah, okay, we did. <laughs> good. No, we just ate them dirty. <laughs> and I made them with juice. <laughs> I made juice. Oh, nice. Okay. They're just so good. Patrick has an I orange have more. Shirt yeah. With delicious oranges. More? I'll bring more. Anytime. Okay. All right. We good? Uh, yeah. Weren't you gonna, you were going to say something? Were you going to say something? Are you sure? Say something. Um, something. <laughs> no, uh, the last thing, apples and oranges. Um, did you guys notice Ian Corbett? Or wait, who's the, who's the guy? Ian? Yeah, Ian right. Miller. Ian, Ian Miller's character. He said character the same name. thing at the beginning. That, you about know, apples and oranges? About not being different species. Oh, yeah. 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 He's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Good character. All right, Rox. Thank you. This is fun. All right. Thanks for coming on. This was fun. All right. What's Love the you. next Love one? Love you too. Another wedding movie? Um, oh, no. Um, what do you like? What do I like? Um, your favorite ones that you watch over and over again. Oh, no. Those are all when, like... When Harry Met Sally. Oh, Harry mm. Met, when Harry Met Sally. Yeah, I'm down. I've actually seen that one before, so that'll be Yeah, good. we should totally I've do that. I've seen it so I'm many down. times now. Nice. That's one of my rewatches. <laughs> 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 among many others all right guys we will see you next time thanks for listening bye bye thanks for listening guys it's great to be back that felt really good it's good to finally have roxy on the show she's off for reference i think it's cool that you get to finally hear her voice if you don't already know her that was a good conversation thanks roxy i love you the other voices you heard today are cr gonzalez that's me and patrick kelly that's him you know him um it was a good talk I enjoyed that. Next week, I don't know what we got going on. You're going to have to wait for that. We want to talk about everything is illuminated soon. We have a whole run on Kevin Smith movies that we have in mind. That's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know. Just hold tight. We'll see what's up. If you want to follow us on Instagram to keep up with all that, you can follow us at Film Sloppery. That's F-I-L-M-S-L-O-B-B-E-R-Y. If you're listening to this, you probably already follow that. Follow us. Give us some notes, some comments on wherever you listen to podcasts rate us please please rate us you can find us on spotify and apple thanks randy for doing the music thanks everyone for listening i'm married now and it was fucking awesome we'll see you guys next week stay tuned loves.